You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. This is Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing injectable composites and why you should consider using them as your go-to solution for direct restorations. Our guest is Dr. Robert Maris, a practicing cosmetic dentist in Yardley, Pennsylvania. A graduate of NYU College of Dentistry, Dr. Maris received his degree in 1985, completed his residency at Jamaica Hospital in New York, and holds membership in the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. He currently lectures on cosmetic dentistry and has written articles on his smile makeover techniques, many of which have been featured in numerous national and international publications. Dr. Maris, it's a pleasure to have you back on Dental Talk. Thanks very much, Phil. Great to be here. Yeah, and you've done several podcasts in the past. You've done some webinars with Viva Learning, and I, th- I think you have a webinar coming up, actually, on a similar topic. So we're really always happy to have you on the show, and you've been a great uh, contributor to Viva Learning's educational program. So we're talking about injectable composites, and based on the title, it's kind of a go-to product or go-to material for direct restorations. What exactly is an injectable composite? How does it differ from a typical flowable or packable composite? Well, injectable composite does flow as it comes out of a syringe, but think of it as your regular compactable composite uh, characteristics of uh, strength and low wear and polishability, which you wouldn't get in a flowable. So here you have, in essence, a traditional or compactable composite in a syringe, and it's a tremendous innovation, and I've been using uh, Genial Universal Injectable Composite by GC for many years now. And it's really changed the way I practice. That kind of feeds into my next question. So flowables typically aren't known for their durability. So you don't want to have them like on the occlusal surface or anywhere uh, in the occlusion where it's going to get a lot of activity as far as wear goes, because it's not going to hold up. A typical composite resin is what, three microns per year is generally right. the wear? But correct me if I'm wrong. So the, a typical flowable obviously is not as resistant by any means compared to a composite resin. So this one is, though. Yes, that's what's amazing about this, that here, because of the silanation of the particles of the nanofiller of this composite, you have, you have a higher viscosity, first off, so it's very stackable. You have a strength of, a, say, a traditional or a compactable composite. You have the low wear resistance. And just on that, that, as you were mentioning, typically you're in the neighborhood of three microns per year of wear with this injectable composite which a flowable could be up to maybe 18, maybe 19, 20 microns per year. So like you say, that will wear out very quickly, you know, as we see with sealants, you know, in that scenario, which is a, basically a, you know, flowable composite. The other thing is the flowables don't polish that well because they're so much matrix. Here you will have polishability like an injectable, or rather like a, a compactable or traditional composite. So that's what I'm saying. You pretty much have a traditional composite, in a syringe where you can dispense this quickly and uh, and you've got the strength that you would have of your typical composite. The depth of cure on this, can you go over that for us a little bit? And also, do you need a capping layer for this material? No. So here, depth of cure, depending on the shade, nominally speaking, say four millimeters, the bulk version could be a, f- a few millimeters more, but this can be used uh, as the occlusal contact surface. So I use this for class ones. Class twos, class threes, small class fours, little ones where you have chips on the incisal edges of teeth. It's great for that. You do that and you balance the occlusion, of course. It works out well. Class fives, it's a grand slam home run. That's really a tremendous place to to, uh, to use this. 
And as I mentioned, those class sixes, like on an incisal edge or uh, say like uh, clusal wear on a posterior tooth where the cusps wear. So it's great for that also. So you mentioned there's, you have a Bulkville version as well. So there's two different versions of Genial Universal Injectable? Yes. So the Genial Universal Injectable Bulk is comes in shade A2 or A3, and that's going to have, nominally speaking, say five to six millimeters depth of cure. And uh, then you have the full complement of shades when you're using Genial Universal Injectable Composite. So you can pick whatever shade you want, including some opaque shades too with that. Tell us a little bit about how to prepare the tooth for this as far as etching, bonding, and so forth. So typically your preparation for any of those classes is the same. And beveling is the same. So there's really no difference. Something that I do a lot, I use a lot of micro etching on my class fives with aluminum oxide particles. That's an optional thing, but it's not necessary at all. So you can go ahead and, uh, and you can do your regular preparation and you'll find like say in a class one or class two or three situations, because you can drag this material up the cusp, especially in the class one, you are getting an excellent marginal adaptation, which is not the same as you would with a compactable composite. So that's a tremendous situation in itself. And also, I use less instrumentation. The syringe tip is my instrument, which is, when you think about that, it saves a whole step. So the workflow is very ergonomic. Remember, as dentists, we have syringes in our hands all day when we're injecting local, right? So to have a syringe again, to me, is such a naturally ergonomic feeling. And then the placement, it really, it just it's just a pleasure to work with. Does the system come with intraoral tips that are smaller tips that extrude the material exactly where you want it as far as placement goes? Is that part yes. of the system? Yes, exactly. And I must say that a lot of engineering goes into the tips on the, the unidose version in the little gun or the syringe to make sure that the flow is just right, that not too much material is flowing out because, of course, it sticks a tropic. So you want just the right amount to be expressed so that if you're you know filling the cavity preparation, you know, you're kind of backing away from the area where you start and loading this in, and then it adapts very nicely. It just kind of fills right in. So you actually use the tip to mold the material around the tooth to get it into its final shape before polymerizing yeah. it? Definitely. I do that routinely. And if you want a little finer touch, you can use an Explorer tip or a Perio probe if you want to. But that syringe tip does most of the work for me. Yeah, you can't get any more efficient than this as far as simplification. I mean, it's just uh, right out of the right out of the box, right out, right out of the syringe. Yeah. You put this thing together and you're good to go. You've been using this for several years. How is your clinical success going as far as your cases? It looks excellent. It's comparable to traditional composite. I, I see it holding up well. The class fives and the class sixes on the incisal edges have held up exceptionally well too and maintain their polish because this is a uniform nanoparticle size. So there is no plucking like with the larger particles coming out and you get like that kind of matte finish from toothbrush abrasion after a few months. You don't get that here. It maintains its polish. So it's held up exceptionally well. And the product has, uh, has a nice radio, radio uh, opacity so you can read it well in the in the prep, you know, on, on future um, uh, bite wings. We are talking about an injectable composite that has different handling and flowing characteristics than the typical packable, but it has the same kind of physical characteristics as far as strength, shear, bond strength, and so forth. Those are all comparable. So yes. why would a doctor continue to use this old-fashioned packable? Well, that's that's the point. That's why I switched over years ago, several years ago, because I liked the workflow with this. And I like that marginal adaptation. 
and less chance of incorporating little bubbles and so forth when doing different layers. And if you do, say, a class one scenario, I can stack up each cusp, maybe do half of the tooth, stack each cusp up. It stands on its own, very stackable, holds its place, cure it, and then do the other side. So when you're dealing with today's materials that have low shrinkage and low shrinkage stress, you can take advantage of that. But you can't beat the marginal adaptation because, remember, you're dragging the material up the cusp. And as a matter of fact, you could use it in combination. You can repair compactable composite restorations. If you micro-etch them, you can go ahead and you can repair your margins. Or after you've done a compactable composite, you want to go back and fill in little voids with this, all the above. But in general, starting from scratch with this as, the, as your uh, restorative material of choice is really the best way to go. I guess you can use this, uh, obviously, for core buildups and then go ahead and crown over it. Most definitely. And if you're looking for additional strength, there is a version called EverX Flow that has a short glass fiber filler material, which is going to give you double the fracture resistance of any composite. So that's a great product to put in there. You wouldn't finish uh, the surface with it because of the uh, roughness of the filler particles. You could cap it if you wanted to, if you're using it in a restoration. But that's my, my go-to core material. I prefer light-cured core materials, and I use that. And I'm getting a tremendous amount of strength thanks to that that glass filler particle. Yeah, I just did actually a podcast um, just yesterday. We haven't activated it yet on Everex Flow. And that seems like a very, very interesting material. That small fiber reinforced composite, a different uh, genre completely for core buildups. It's, it's just phenomenal the way it was explained to me on the podcast. Very innovative. And, and it allows, you know, the kind of the, the uh, it won't allow fractures to propagate through the material, much like rebar. When they're pouring concrete, it's kind of analogous to that. So, yeah, that's great innovation, and I've used used that product uh, those last last year quite a bit. Right, but Everex Flow, you'd have to that has to be fully encased with yes. with a composite resin because, like you said, the fibers could almost be visible on the surface Correct. that are coming Correct. out. But the additional strength on that must be amazing. Um, yes, very much so. You can build up cusps with that Everex Flow, and then then cover that over with Genial Universal Injectable Composite, and you've got an awesome restoration. Yeah, so between those two products, Everex Flow and Genial Universal Injectable, uh, you've got uh, the armamentarium to do quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, most definitely. You do a lot of lecturing on smile makeover techniques. I know you've written a lot of articles, you're in magazines all the time, and you lecture. Anything you want to share with our audience about some neat tricks that you've come across over the years that they could benefit from? Well, one of the things that I do when I'm, when I'm working on smile design is I mock up intraorally the day of the procedure. So let's say I'm doing six, eight, maybe 10 veneers, patients all ready to go. I will go ahead and I will mock up. And that's where using injectable composite is really a, a great way to add to uh, sizal edges, to fill in abfractions, to bring teeth into facial version, whatever I need to do to create that smile, not so much for color, but for shape. But I need a material that's gonna stay where I put it. So once I have that set, I'll take an impression of that, use that as the uh, kind of the, the matrix for my temps, and go ahead and prep the case. So that's something I've been doing for 25 years, and using this product now as my mock-up material has worked out beautifully. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really impressed with it because of that stackability. Thanks very much, Dr. Maris. I think you've covered it quite well. And uh, if anybody's interested in learning more about this injectable composite, it's been on the market for, as you said, a couple of years, and uh, you've done tons of cases with it. And GC america.com is a has a pretty resourceful website lots of stuff there they have videos in fact they have you dr maris on podcasts and videos and so forth talking about this product and how you use it in your practice so thank you very much for your insight we really appreciate oh, thanks. it thanks
Appreciate and if that. anyone would like to follow me on Instagram, I ha I'm at dr.robertmaris, and all of my Instagram posts are related to dentistry. There are a lot of clinical tips, especially on injectable composite. And thank you very much for having me, Phil. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, our pleasure. Hope to have you again soon. Thank you.